All right, we're back for another episode of the Army of Game Changers, and I've got a really special guest today. With a career spanning more than three decades, drummer John Tempesta has built a body of work that's deservedly earned him a place among the music industry's most popular and well-respected players. Perhaps best known for his tenure with Rob Zombie, both in White Zombie and with Rob's solo project, John has worked his way up through the drumming ranks, always looking for his next challenge and never resting on his past achievements. Presently, John can be found touring the world behind the drum throne of the cult. But I got a chance to catch up with him before the band heads out on tour. Let's jump into that conversation. Yeah, John, so good to catch up with you, buddy. How are you, and what are you up to? Oh, man, it's good to hear from you, Vibe. I'm doing great, actually. Um, we're just gearing up to do some shows with the cult. We've been off. We had a little break going on, so um, we are playing Rocklahoma on uh, Friday. It's a really good bill, a perfect circle headlining. We were before them, then uh, STP and a lot of great bands. Uh, we, we were actually supposed to play last year, but there was a big tornado watch right before we went on, so it never happened. So hopefully the, the weather will hold up this year. So we're going to do that show, and then um, we're playing at the Del Mar Fall, uh, Fair on June 14th down there, doing that show. A few one-offs before the actual tour starts. starts. And then uh, what do we have after that? We're playing uh, in Europe. We're going to Valencia, Spain at the end of June. And then we're doing a big festival in England, the Rambler Man. And then uh, we're going to do our tour with STP and Bush, a triple headlining tour in the summer, All Sheds, which is going to be great, man. And that starts in July 18th in Nashville, Tennessee, man. So really looking forward to that. A lot of friends on the bill. And there's nothing better than playing, you know, big rock shows at big amphitheaters. So it's going to be cool. Dude, it sounds like fun. I think I might have to hit that uh, June 14th show down at Del Mar Fairgrounds. I haven't seen you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to invite you down there. It's not far from you, so let's do this. Yeah, perfect. So, John, let's talk about your career. You've had a long career, and music mm-hmm. business is really hard. Let's start at the beginning. How, mm-hmm. You know, how did you get into your career? But what are some of the career and leadership lessons that you learned along the way to get it's hard to manage a career in, in music. It's tough. It is. It is. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate. I grew up, like, in the 70s. You know, from you know, I was influenced from my older brothers and, and guys in the neighborhood from old, like, classic rock music. So I was fortunate having that lesson right from there. And then my next-door neighbor had a drum kit that um, he saw. I, I begged my mom. He sold it to me for $25 because she would always buy me those Christmas kits I'd break, like, in an hour, you know. So <laughs> I begged my mother to uh, buy this kit for me, which he did. And then from there, I, that was it. I remember just, you know, it was my next-door neighbor just bringing it over the fence and setting them up, cleaning them up, and I, that was it, man. I was stuck. And from there, he took me to see my first concert. I asked my mom to get an extra ticket for David Bowie in 77. So from there, you know, him playing Madison Square Garden, I knew that was the career I had to go for, you know what I mean? And that, that was it. It was my passion ever since then. I was 12 years old. And from there, I started taking lessons from – um guys in the neighborhood. There's a lot of great drummers in the Bronx. And I uh, just really get influenced in music. And then I, I met this uh, one teacher, John Spina, who's a dear friend of mine to this day. And he really, you know, he took me under his wing and, uh, you know, influenced me from different types of music, you know, from jazz to fusion and, and you know, brought me to a lot of shows, like uh, underage, like 15 years old, seeing Steve Gadd and whatnot. So I really took it seriously. And, uh, and then from there, um, you know, I, I was in a band, a neighborhood band, 
And uh, we used to play, like, local shows and whatnot. At the time, it was basically, like, we were playing covers and a couple original songs, too, you know, in the neighborhood. And so what happened was our singer left, and, you know, as they do. <laughs> and so basically... And it was tough finding another singer to top this guy. It was getting frustrating until my friends in the band Anthrax, who I grew up with, it was kind of a joke. Charlie the drummer was like, hey, man, you're not doing anything. Why don't you come and text for me? I'm like, really? I go, that would be fun, going out on tour with my friends and just goofing off. And I was a teenager, basically, like maybe 20 years old. And then, um, you know, living in my, my parents' house, this is a great chance for me to go and see the world, get paid, and, you know, and just, you know, be around good people. And so that's what really... Uh, both of my career from there, um, you know, touring with Anthrax, doing that. Uh, it was two weeks in Europe, opened up for Me- uh, Metallica when uh, Jason Newstead just joined the band, was Master Puppet. So that was a big thing back then. And so after that, I was loving it. And they were like, hey, we're going to Japan next month. Why don't you come along? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in now. So that, that actually lasted about three years for me, teching for Charlie and meeting a lot of people, which got me into my first couple bands, which was Exodus, who opened up for Anthrax. They had a tour, and um, their drummer couldn't do it. He got sick or, sick or whatnot, and they used to see me sound check, and they had asked me, I'm like, would you like to do the tour? And I, I was like, wow, this is a big thing for me because I didn't play that type of music, but you know what? It was a challenge, and it was a career move, so I took my chance, and I did it, and it worked out great. I was with them for a few years. I did a couple of records and tour, tour the world, and then, then after that, you know, I went on to a testament and the same kind of thing. They opened up for Anthrax and seen me play and we, we were friends and so did the same thing until I got the call for White Zombie and that, that just put me, you know, to the, to the top, you know, with, with the endorsements and everything like that. And, uh, that was a, that was one of those decisions I had to make or like, it was a gut feeling. I was like, this is gonna, this is a game changer right here. So that really, that was it for me, you know, and from there, it's just kind of, John, John, real quick. uh, yeah, real quick. I mean, how big was White Zombie at that time? Because going from Testament to White Zombie, you know, some might look at it and say, okay, is that a career, is that a lateral move or is that a step up? I mean, how big was Zombie at that time? They were actually, they, they, uh, this is when they had a big name. It was from the, I guess, they were touring a lot, really a lot, but the, the Beavis and Butthead thing like kind of blew up from there. And so basically people would say, oh, these are, these guys are just like a one-hit wonder kind of thing. And, you know, and that's the Beavis and Butthead. But um, so they had a big career, you know, a big name going on then. And then when I stepped in and did that Asher Creep record, it was perfect timing, man. I, honestly, in the music industry, timing is everything. And uh, and I know Rob is very smart with that. And we waited a bit and we worked really hard on the Asher Creep record. And when that came out, man it blew up it was like in the top 10 for about two three months straight so and i was like holy shit man this is great you know and you know then, then when you know we toured a lot and played the big arenas and it was, it was insane it was it was a great time of my life and uh very like i'm very proud of that that time no that's amazing i remember when astro Peep creep came out i mean i had played um la sex or cisco to death you know, and <laughs> right. that, that I was so hungry for a new record, and all of a sudden when Astro Creek came out, I mean, it's like, you're right, it's like it might have been in the top ten for three months, but it's like I think it was on autoplay in my car for like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just 
It was such a good record sonically, but just the whole concept yeah. behind it, the sound. Yeah. Right. Timing is everything. And I mean, it, it was, man. That was a great year of music, 90, 95, 96, and like a lot of touring and a lot of and videos. MTV was cool back then, you know what I mean? They would play our videos, and like we won the MTV Music Awards for Best Video, and like More Human. Honestly, that song More Human I heard it was the biggest song. There was in more movies than any soundtrack, I believe, that song. Oh, it was everywhere. But you know what else you guys did was you guys also created the soundtrack for, like, extreme sports, okay? Like, at that time, yeah. like, you couldn't make a motocross, a freestyle motocross movie without playing or having a song off Astro Creek. It was insane. <laughs> it was Georgia Heaven, right? That's like a that's like a moving groove of surfer kind of thing, right? <laughs> totally. Everywhere, man. It's like every video that came out just had a track off Astro Creep. So Yeah. Yeah. Man, great record. So let's talk Thank a little you, bit about so, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you you were in zombie and then what happened afterwards? You transitioned into some other opportunities. Well, what happened was, um, yeah, I didn't, with White Zombie disbanded, and then I was like, uh, but Rob kept me along. He Because, you know, we got along really well, and we vibed. And uh, he, he said, you know, I'm doing a solo thing, so I want you to come along. So I was the only one from White Zombie to do that. So I did two records with him on a solo career, and we did a few years of that, which was great as well. I mean, doing some arena tours with Corn and, you know, the big shows, and it was great. I mean, and until Rob, I kind of got burnt out, I guess. He wanted to just concentrate on directed movies, so that disbanded. So obviously, me being a you know a drummer and a musician, musician, I had to go work. And I got a call from a friend that uh, Paige Hamilton for Hamilton moved out to LA, was trying to put something together. So uh, we met, we vibed, we hit it off, and uh, we jammed. You know, my little drum room, and that was it. I, I wasn't sure what you know what to expect. Kind of a little intimidated by Paige, you know. I was a big Hellman fan. Like this guy's like one of those super like college like freaking, you know, out of his mind guys, you know. But uh, we we really like we hit it off, and uh, we, we're still like best friends to this day, man. So that that was really fun. It was a great opportunity for me, and it was a lot of hard work, but it paid off at the end too. And so that was until I I did that for a couple years until I got the call from the cult, man. And I, I've been with them for twelve years, the longest gig I've ever been with. Till this day. Man, that's incredible. I can't believe it. Well, it's funny because, you know, I had gotten to know Ian a little bit years mm -hmm. ago. And then afterwards, I mean, you and I had known each other for a while before that. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's like I turn around and it's like you're playing in the cult. And I'm like, wow, this is so <laughs> weird that, you know, you're now part of the band, which was awesome, you know. Great to yeah. see that. So it's crazy, man, how life works out, you know. Yeah, you know, it sounds like everything that you're talking about, John, is one, it, it sounds like passion is what drove you, but you were also open to opportunities and everything. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. the career and everything, you know, it's like, what, mm -hmm. what are some of those, uh, what's some advice that you can pull out of all that experience over the years, what, you know, starting out from Exodus all the way to the cult and everything in between? Well, the first thing is when you're in a band, you were, you were around a group of people for a long period of time, being on the bus or whatnot, and getting along with, with, with a band or, you know, just being personable, that goes a long way. That's the first thing, you know what I mean? And besides that, obviously, you know, being serious about your craft and, you know, headstrong, you know, um, practicing, taking care of yourself. And just just being nice and humble to people, I think I think that goes a long way. And it's you know I'm not, I'm not I don't fake anything. I'm just being me. And like you know I just like you said before, I have a passion in this. And I really feel 
you have those co- contributes, and it's going to take you a long way, man. You know, with a band, especially I've been in a lot of bands and a lot of tour buses, a lot of miles, but to get along and and you know, be, and when you do get along with someone, it makes it that much easier. There's nothing worse than being someone you you you, know, you don't get along with, and you got to deal with a whole tour and like this is a freaking drag, man. So I can't wait till it's over. But uh, I've been real fortunate to be around a lot of cool people as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. You know, it's like you want to surround yourself with people that you get along with. And you yeah. know, the, the similarities that I see is like, you know, look, when you've got a company that you own, the CEO is usually the one driving everything, and everybody has to like the CEO. And I guess it's the same thing in a band where yeah. it's like, you know, it seems like the, 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 the lead singer is usually the one that's in charge, but everybody else com- makes up the entire band, and you got to get along. Otherwise, it doesn't you do. work. Yeah, besides that on the bus and sound checks and just, just everything, interviews and, you know what I mean, meet and greets. But, yeah, like I said, 12 years, man, with these guys, it's like, wow, I broke a record, dude. <laughs> How the hell did I last this long? But, no, it's all good. I'm happy where I'm at. And, uh, you know what, it's just, you know, I've been doing this for almost 30 years now, so I'm very blessed. Look, anything that you can do for that long is a blessing, especially when you don't have to put on a suit and tie and check in and clock in at the bank or be a bank teller right. or anything like that, right? So guys yeah. like us, we're kind of fortunate that, you know, we've been able to make a living off of our passion, but we also have yeah. to be open to opportunities, know when to, you know, move on or explore other mm-hmm. opportunities. And one thing that you yeah. said earlier I think really stuck with me, timing is everything. It really is. Everything in my life, like, being at the right place at the right time, that's where, like, these, these gigs fell into place, you know what I mean? Like, with Exodus Testament, then I got the call for Zombie. I'm like, wow, wow. It was it just worked out, man. It's just like, who knew? Man, fate is everything, dude. Oh, man. So stoked for you, John. <laughs> this is amazing. I love Thank it. You, I girl. knew this was going to be good. So, look, uh, Thanks, give man. me up. What's, what's going on? I mean, it's like you've got the tour coming up, but what's, what, mm-hmm. what are you looking at down the line? What, what, where's, John, where's John Tempesta down the line? Well, you know what? I, what, I, what I've been doing for, like, the last, what, almost 10 years, I've been, I do a lot of drum clinics here and there, and uh, I, I was, I've been traveling the world doing that with my companies with, within, like, common drums or zills and cymbals, and, you know, and they'll take me to Australia. I've been to Russia and South America. So it's a lot of fun and just, like, meeting new people and different worlds and, you know what I mean, and just kind of giving advice. And I, I, I love it, man. I just get up and play, and, and I just have a blast. So whenever I get a chance to do that, um, I, I jump on it. And I try to do it while I'm on tour somewhere, like if I am overseas, since I'm there, I'll stay a little bit later, you know what I mean, longer terms, and, and then just do some clinics wherever and travel a bit. So I'm open, man. I, I, I like doing that. And also, like, jam with other people. Um, I did a record a few years ago with Rodrigo and Gabriella. Do you know who they are, the yeah, yeah, I was yeah. on their record Cuba. They had asked me to do that a couple songs on that, which is a blast, man. I got to play Radio City music with them. It was insane with this Cuban orchestra. It was like, it was it was a bit terrifying, but you know what? It's something that I like to challenge myself. So I like to I like to get in deep with different kind of you know sources of music. So who knows where it's going to take me, man? Yeah, well, it sounds like uh, the last 30 years are going to be uh, a template for the next 30 years, I guess, right? I hope so, man. This is all I got, baby. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, John, look, I'm stoked we had a chance to catch up. I know you got rehearsals uh, going on and everything, and you got to get back mm-hmm. to things. But, look, if people want to keep up with you, where can they do that? Where, what are your handles on social media? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, John Tempesta on Facebook and uh, John Tempesta on Instagram. 
So that's basically it. I don't do the uh, Twitter or anything like that. So there you have it. Oh, what's that All other right. stuff? Snapchat? I don't know what that stuff is, man. But <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit, man. No, that's good. Uh, leave that for the kids, right? That's right, brother. Hey, it's great to hear from you, Vibe, and thanks again for the call, man. I hope to see you soon, okay? Can you feel that energy? That's the passion and drive needed to take advantage of opportunities when they're presented. And one of the things that John said really stood out, and that is that timing is everything. This is so true on so many fronts, and advancing your career is part talent and part luck. So keep your head down, stay focused, and keep charging. That's it for this episode of the Army of Game Changers. Lots of more amazing guests are in the works, so stay subscribed and make sure you leave a five-star review on the iTunes page for me. Every little bit helps to expand our reach to bring more people into the conversation. Thanks again for taking the time to join me on this episode, and I'll be back soon.